go, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. Thursday, which means it's Ask Akira. Guess who that is? That is me. I am Akira. The Don. Akira. Yo. And it seems we have a uh, a functioning soundboard. We have a functioning soundboard. That's a wonderful thing. We've got a functioning soundboard, and we have a functioning... Yeah, we have a functioning stream. All right, let's go. Let's go with the crack, with the crack, with the crack, with the crack. What up, Manster Bear? What up, Manster Bear? What up, Teresa the Kid? What up, uh, what up, YouTube hero, Alex? Yo, yo, what's cracking? What up, Synapsia? And what up, Abel Naba? What up, Paul, Rene, Nichols? Yeah, yeah. Yo, we here. We are here. We are here. And, um, yeah. Oh, shit. What have I done? Hang on a sec. I don't know what you mean by, I hear. Shut up, Siri. How dare you? I didn't even talk to you. I wasn't trying to talk to you, Siri. I was trying to switch my uh, Instagram live stream on. How dare you? Anyway, yo, what the fuck is up? It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's Akira the Dawn. Uh, it's Thursday. I'm ill. Uh, that's why my voice is so beautiful and sonorous. That's why I've got this beautiful uh, golden... Tom Waitsian thing going on. It's beautiful. It's very, very beautiful. And uh, so I hope you enjoy my beautiful ill voice. I'm certainly enjoying using it. Makes a difference. You know, like, hey, baby, what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, what's going on? Hey, what up? Uh, we just switched Instagram on also, but we're streaming live on YouTube right now. That's the primary location. And we are answering your questions. That's right, Manster Bear. Uh, Akira is ill like nobody iller than me. That's right. I'm ill like uh, like Morrissey was talking about when he was like, am I still ill? We're like, yes, Morrissey, you are still ill. You are ill like the Beastie Boys in 93. You are ill like the Beastie Boys in 88. I mean, these were these were ill periods. By the way, what the hell is with Eminem stealing, uh, stealing the Beastie Boys artwork for his trash new album? What's with that? Yo, what the hell, Eminem? What the hell, Eminem? Now you come up with your own album cover? You just got to steal a Beastie Boys album cover after, like, you've spent your whole career, like, uh, not being, not not giving the respect that the Beastie Boys deserve. You never gave the Beastie Boys any respect. And then you just steal their album cover for your trash album. How dare you, Eminem? Tiska. Tiska. Also, Eminem, how dare you draw your beard on with a makeup pencil? How dare you steal Sam Smith's fake beard? Eminem, how dare you? How rude. Anyway, um, shouts out to, uh, yeah, shouts out to Eminem. Monster Bear says, Eminem is lost. He, he is indeed lost. He's, he's lost somewhere in, in his giant mansion, wandering around, uh, screaming gibberish into his phone uh, about Donald Trump and Machine Gun Kelly and uh, other people that he feels he can diss without, without it being culturally inappropriate. He was always the biggest pussy when it came to people like he went to war with. Like he would like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll diss Christina Aguilera. Yeah, oh, oh wow, Eminem. Eminem, that's a big, that's a big fight. Eminem for you to pick there, Christina Aguilera. Oh, maybe the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah, let's pick a fight with the Backstreet Boys. Eminem, you savage. Oh my God. Eminem was only ever really good when he was um, sort of going through like adversity, whether that was other, with other people or himself. He hasn't made a good record for about 20 years or something. But um, the last good record he made was that one about Everlast. 
And he was like, yeah, I can fight Everlast because he's a white guy. So it's okay. And I can be really vicious about him. So he like, he made like three records about Everlast from House of Pain in which he like, you know, he had a heart, he'd had a heart attack. So Eminem's like, ha ha ha, you had a heart attack. I hope you have another one, you old fuck. And all this shit. It was like really savage. And um, that was his, that was the last good, good music he made. The last good music he made was hoping that uh, Everlast had a heart attack. That was Eminem peaking right there. And ever since he's just been, he's like that annoying person who comes up to you at the club and starts screaming in your ear and you're like, shut up, go away person. He's just screaming in your ear. His, re- his music is really dated badly. You can't play any of it in the club. Like, none of it. You can't play an Eminem record in the club. Even My Name Is will still, like, clear sort of at least 30% of the dance floor. Like, it's really strange. It's really strange. And uh, I think the reason is, I have found with rap, inauthentic voices do not date well. So it's like if you're putting on like a comedy voice, it doesn't necessarily date well. Or if you're putting on a voice, like you're pretending to make your voice sound deeper or higher pitched or whatever, it doesn't date well. Same has happened with Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj's records where she put on a silly voice, they just haven't dated well. Like you can't play them now. It just sounds weird. So um, yeah, there's a lesson in there. The lesson is, you know, just use your authentic voice, whatever that is. And and uh, your shit will will last. But put, but put on a silly voice and yeah, not so much. Uh, Jared Saavedra says, MGK Eminem diss is explosion emoji. Yeah, it was all right. It was it was better than anything Eminem's done for about 20 years, but it wasn't amazing. And also, you know, MGK still said that Eminem was amazing in the diss. It's like you diss someone, but you also say they're amazing at the same time. That invalidates your whole diss. So he didn't go 100% savage. I would have liked him to go 100% savage and just be like, yo, annoying. Sam Smith looking ass, weird guy in a fucking hoodie, hasn't done anything relevant for a long time, uh, did that really creepy freestyle uh, and where you got like 50 black guys to stand next to you, like nodding enthusiastically because you were so insecure about the core message of what you were saying. Like, you know, there's a lot you could, a lot of shit to go in on Eminem about and like people don't, I don't know why. It's very weird. Uh, Manster Bear says never go half savage. Exactly. Like either put the dick in or do not. All right, don't mess around. Don't like fucking like linger around the edges for fucking two hours because like that shit going dry up and no one's going to want to go. Like anyway, so the, this metaphor is going deeper than I expected at this point of the conversation. Uh, what up, everyone on Instagram? Hi, Instagram gang. I'm Akira the Don. I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking to YouTube and, and I've got you on the side and I know that seems disrespectful. I don't know what to do about that. I'm trying to work it out. Should we have a separate Instagram discussion? Maybe we should do that. Then I can look you right in the eye. Because that's what you deserve, Instagram. I know you do. Anyway, bites of guys over here. Yes, yes. Anyway, um, yeah, it's Thursday. I should be answering some questions. First off, though, I would like to say uh, thank you to everyone who's uh, who's joined the Patreon. We launched a Patreon last Friday. People have been asking for it for a long time. So we launched one, and we have 40 patrons, ladies and gentlemen, 40. What a wonderful thing. I'm very, very grateful. It's very, very exciting. And um, yeah, so join the Patreon. If you have not, the link is in the description. Uh, And if you're over on Instagram, the link is in the uh, Instagram bio. Yeah, join the Patreon. It's dope. You get cool shit like uh, videos of uh, stuff I'm working on uh, that people haven't seen yet. And you get to vote for uh, upcoming waves. And you get like wallpapers of artwork. And uh, you get blogs. I haven't written a blog for like five years. I wrote a blog. this. I've started blogging. It's crazy. Like, Patreon is really cool. It's like my old website used to be back in the day. It's like there's community there. You can do a blog post and people are there to, like, read it and shit. 
because no one goes to websites anymore. But uh, yeah, so Patreon's basically kind of like it's turning into like the hub. It's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. And uh, people on my Patreon yesterday got a glimpse at the new Rogan joint. There's a new Rogan joint I made without meaning to. It was, it was an unplanned joint. It was an unplanned wave. And uh, it's fucking bagger. It's a banger, brothers and sisters. So that shit's going to be dropping tomorrow. 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 Brand new JRE wave. Brand new Rogan on... Uh, on the meaning where in the meaning wave universe in the meaning wave universe speaking of the meaning wave universe rebel wisdom dropped their video of me and jordan greenhall meeting in san diego and discussing the wholesome age and uh the ascension of humanity so that's pretty cool go check that out it's on rebel wisdom's channel they're bad motherfuckers visal spark says will there be a new terence mckenna jam definitely gonna do some more terence mckenna definitely am uh yeah i love it i'm into it i love terence he says he's got so much to offer us right now at this point in history so yeah definitely going to be doing more mckenna uh monster bear says instagram is a curious side piece that's right today you are instagram you are the side yo uh kyle leach says akira i know you get this a lot but a huge thanks for your music particularly what's wave i've listened to hundreds of hours of his lectures and hearing the beginning of this format is so enjoyable great wonderful thank you brother appreciate you being here by the way uh, I know you get this a lot. People have been saying that recently. People are like, oh yeah, I know I said this before in a comment or I know people say that you're good all the time. Yo, that's not a reason to stop. Never a reason to stop. You should always leave comments saying, oh my God, Akira, you're amazing. Because, uh, you know, A, it's true and B, it's it's helpful. You know, it's it's fuel. It's fuel. Uh, I appreciate it. The community appreciates it. <laughs> so never be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, said this before. No, it's good. Say it again. <laughs> Uh, Peter says, Akira, as an old fad, could you make Living in the Future 3? <laughs> Excuse me, my voice is completely going here. Yo, uh, Peter, D2S, thank you for being here. Shouts out to all the OG Akira fans. OG gang. I dropped a, I dropped a, a classic. I dropped a, a nostalgic picture on Instagram earlier of me and Bashy and Big Nasty uh, in Don Studios 2 in Clapton in uh, 2006 or something. Beautiful times. I had really, really, I had really long hair at that point. It was the, I think it was the longest it ever got. It was like three foot. Hercules said to me the other day, ah, oh, Dada, can you cut your hair long again? And um, yeah, so I might. Anyway, uh, living in the future free. Yeah, I would like, do you know what? I've, I've, I might have said this before. I am waiting for something to happen before I make living in the future three. And I'm waiting to find some animators with whom I can collaborate and uh, make some really good animated music videos. I, I had this vision for animated music videos at the very beginning. When I first signed to Interscope, uh, I had this whole plan of how things were going to look. We were going to make music videos that were kind of a bit like, say, Roger Rabbit, as in they would incorporate animation and live action, and they would make a world in which the animated and the live action interacted. Kind of like uh, the contemporary idea of uh, augmented reality. I wanted to create an augmented reality, Doniverse. And... Uh, yeah, and that's what I want Living in the Future 3 to be. So, uh, yeah, because that was, you know, that was my first, one of my first animated music videos back in the day. I did it with my little brother. It was wonderful. And uh, I really want to do that for the next phase of Akira the Don, Akira the Don as, a, as a rapping artist. I was rapping in the club last night, by the way. It was great. Um, yeah, I mean, I will be coming back to do more of that stuff, but it needs to be 
high level amazing shit and you know that's where stuff like the patreon comes in because like as we build the patreon that means i'll be able to start employing people to do shit like make fucking sick animated music videos so yeah there you go nicholas demoria says is alex jones wave on the agenda did you see alex jones uh shouting at jack dorsey from twitter oh no did you see him shouting at marco rubio yesterday that was magnificent oh my god and then marco rubio threatened to threatened to beat him up (laughs) this was fucking amazing what a time to be alive what a time to be alive. But uh, you know I don't like to talk about unannounced waves. You know I don't like to talk about unannounced waves. So, you know, as far as announced waves, um, what's coming up? IDW, Intellectual Dark Wave, definitely coming up. Jocko, the album, definitely coming up. JRE Wave, the Rogan album, definitely coming up. JBP Wave 7, definitely coming up. What's Wave 5, definitely coming up. But loads of other stuff that I haven't told you. Secrets. Secrets, ladies and gentlemen, secrets. 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 Ewan White says, I have a question. What do you think about a T-Series taking over PewDiePie soon in subscriber count? I don't know what T-Series is. That's, there you go. There you go. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't. Is that, that's me admitting ignorance, by the way. By the way, did you see that? That's a powerful thing to do. Because back in the day, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. I think it's cool. Or, oh, yeah, well, you know, PewDiePie's a G. I wouldn't have admitted that I didn't know. Nowadays, every time I don't know anything, I'm just like, yo, I don't know. Tell me what that is. I don't know. And that way, I learn new shit every day now. And I'm, I'm like, basically, like, admitting you don't know something, stuff is the quickest route to uh, knowing stuff. (laughs) Basically, it is. Uh, yeah. So there, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Felix Herman, are you mad that many define you just about your pieces and work? No, not at all. Why would I be? It's great. Uh, it's really great that lots of people resonate with the, uh, Peterson stuff I've done. That's wonderful. And, uh, lots of those people have come over and then they found other stuff. I get messages from people literally at the moment, every day, every day at the moment being like, Oh my God, I'd never heard of Alan Watson. I found you through the the, the Peterson stuff and now I'm listening to Alan Watson's your Alan Watts stuff and it's really cool and then I get people saying the exact opposite lots of people come here and they come for different reasons and all of those reasons are uh, valid and I'm grateful for every single motherfucker who's here at this point in human history spending their spending their time with me and you I'm very grateful what up Faith Berlin don't know nothing she says yes what up Jesse Jupiter yelling what up Instagram side piece you cuties you cuties you cuties. Uh, Slap Bartifast, the happy. Hello, buddy. Says, did you see JBP's last Q&A? At the end, he was saying that talking about the nature of reality was causing technical difficulties with his stream. Epic. Huh. No, I didn't see that, but I will. I was, um, the Q&A is always the last piece I check in before I finish a wave. You know, they're always an integral part of a wave. So JBP wave seven coming up soon. And uh, we'll be checking in on that shit. Yes, we will. Yeah, we were. Uh, um, hey, 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 we got some pa- questions from the Patreon gang. Shout out to my Patreon gang. I appreciate you guys. Topher Keen says, can you talk about the decision in Neighbor Wave to keep Mr. Rogers stutter on always look for the helpers? There, were, there will always be helpers. I don't hate it. I'm curious about your thought process and keeping it and highlighting it. Yeah, well, uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Oftentimes when I'm editing people speaking for waves, I, I cut out stutters or repeated words or ums or ahs. 
But sometimes I leave them because sometimes they are the humanity that really that really keeps the piece real, that really keeps the emotion in it. And in that bit there, that stutter uh, kept that that contained the ultimate emotion of what he was saying at that point. Without the stutter, it reduced the emotional impact of that phrasing by about 73%. That's why. So I kept it there. It was really important. It was a really, really important thing. And it's like, it was amazing. And I, I you know, I just AB this thing. I like play it with stutter. Oh shit, I'm crying, literally. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, you were so pure. You were so beautiful. You're so right. There will always be helpers. Every time something fucked up happens in humanity, like, look, what, look, there's always people trying to help. <laughs> That's the truth. Yo, and then I played it without a stutter and it's like, yeah, you're right, Mr. Rogers, but not without the emotion. It's crazy. So uh, that's why Tova Keen also, also asks, uh, uh, he says, uh, I need more meaning wave in my life. Who else is doing something similar? What music do you listen to for inspiration? That's a good question. Well, as far as I know, nobody. As far as I know, nobody. I invented it. And uh, as far as I know, no one is doing it like I'm doing it or on the level I'm doing it. I've seen people like do, you know, they're being inspired by me and they'll do a track here or there, like one or two tracks. Someone sent me one the other day. It was, they'd done an Alan Watts track and uh, it was, it was dope. It was dope. Did I tell them that it was dope? Hey, if I didn't, it was dope. But uh, yeah, no one's doing it like me, baby. No one. No one. As for what I listen to for inspiration, uh, I listen to I listen to a lot of uh, mumble rap. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. I listen to uh, a lot of lo-fi stuff. I listen to a lot of 70s disco edits. A lot of that shit right now. Um, I listen to a lot of... Um, I listen to a lot of like ignorant rap music. That's what I do. I do. Ignorant rap music, instrumental lo-fi, vaporwave, uh, K-pop. Uh, yeah, Japanese disco, future funk, shit like that. But yeah, no one's doing it like me, baby. No one, no one, no one. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I had to do it because no one else is doing it. That's what you do. That's like a smart thing to do in life, right? If Like... If you're like, man, I wish that thing existed, make it exist. Make it exist. That's, uh, you know, that's filling a gap in the market. That's what that is. It's like when Dan Bull, um, Dan Bull did that wonderful thing where Kanye West put out The Life of Pablo, but he didn't put it on iTunes. He only put it on Tidal. So Dan Bull released an album called The Life of Pablo, and it had all the same song titles, and he made it in like an afternoon, and it was just him like mumbling or like, no, 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 da, da, da. And then Kanye West's uh, people put it on Kanye West YouTube on the Kanye West album playlist, thinking it was the official Kanye West album. So uh, shouts out to Dan Ball for that one. He was a genius for that one. Oh, by the way, I've been thinking of, yeah, me and Dan Ball have been talking about doing a stream or something. And I've uh, been thinking about other people to get on the podcast. Now I'm doing a, another podcast where people come in and talk to me. So if you have any ideas about people you would like to see me talk to, please do let me know. Please do let me know. Any ideas? Yeah, I'm down, man. I'm down. Because, yeah, I'm going to start talking to more people. going to start opening this whole platform up. And, uh, yeah, that's dope. That's, yeah. And there's a few people lined up. I won't tell you who they are yet. Because, you know, surprises are beautiful. Surprises are beautiful. Yes, they are. John Lewis says, KSI versus Logan Paul. Who gives a shit? 
Come on. Come on. Come on. Who gives a shit, really? Now, Ethan Klein versus PewDiePie. That would be interesting. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Thick versus Swede. Who will win? Who will win? Sammy Bo Selector says Russell Brand. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying they want to see me and Russell Brand talking. And uh, maybe we will. Who knows? Maybe we will. Leif Erickson says, can I ask you something? Well, that is kind of the whole point of Ask Akira. really is. Speaking of which, I should answer some questions from the Discord. Melotic said, why did you edit the axiomatic Western individual quote to unfit for us and tortured? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I never, that's a strange question. Here's the thing. Yeah, I literally never edit anything anyone says to be something other than what they said. I literally have never done that. Never. It's never happened. Synapsian says, in what ways are we different in the post-Shakespearean epoch? Was it a cultural shift you spoke of during last week's Q&A? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, last week I mentioned uh, one of the alchemical events in human history that fundamentally changed the species was uh, the works of Shakespeare. There's lots of things that didn't exist before Shakespeare. But bear in mind, Shakespeare, like, half the fucking words we use now were invented by Shakespeare whatever Shakespeare was, whatever it was, whether it was one guy conduiting the universe. And, I, you know, uh, there's lots of conspiracy theories about Shakespeare being a bunch of people, being like a, a project deliberately done to change the species and all sorts of stuff. It could easily have been one guy. We have a recent example of one guy changing the world uh, and inventing a galaxy of stories and characters and things that would go on to sh- change the world. And that was Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby who invented most of the Marvel Universe and most of the DC Universe. Just one fucking guy, one working class guy from Brooklyn who smoked a cigar and locked himself in, in his fucking basement, chained himself to the drawing board and invented the future. He, and, you know, he would, he would, I did a wave about this. You should listen to it. It's a really good slept on wave. He's like, oh, yeah, those, you know, I knew those people. I knew them before I drew them. They existed. I just drew them. They exist, but they existed already. He's like, I just put them on the page. That's what Stevie Wonder says about how he writes songs. You know, so it's completely, I completely believe that one guy could have come up with the works of Shakespeare and that guy could have been called Shakespeare. But either way, one of the things, this is a whole fucking podcast in itself. One of the things that didn't exist before the works of Shakespeare that exists like it does now, sorry, like it did afterwards, was the concept of romantic love. The concept of romantic love, as we, ex- as we now understand it, did not exist prior to Shakespeare. It doesn't exist in any of the literature, legends, stories, or any of the stuff prior to that point. It doesn't exist. Then it existed afterwards, and now it exists everywhere. And it's like that, our template for, uh, for, for sort of for um, marriage. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Joe Straw, do you have a video of you making a beat from scratch? Yeah, I do. I do. I recorded one a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't had time to edit it. Last week, uh, I said, yeah, I need help editing. And a few people have reached out. So that's great. I'll be getting back to some of you today. And one of them already um, helped me edit the latest JBP Wave video that's, uh, that came out this morning. Came out this morning. And uh, that was the great GFC. Thank you, the great GFC, who uh, reached out and was like, yo, can I help you? And I was yeah, please do. And then he just fucking took his own initiative and just edited... Uh, Peterson talking about Deadwood to to the beat of Deadwood and he sent me that and I was able to cut that up and put the animation behind it and that really sped up that process and that's why we had 
that came out this morning. So thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to uh, working with more people so that we can become ever more hyper-productive because that's what we're trying to do here. And that's why, uh, that's why I started the Patreon as well. Um, you know, to basically just trying to get more productive. And that means I need to get more equipment, better equipment. That means uh, being able to ultimately uh, get to the position where I can fucking hire people to uh, work on stuff. That would be great. Yes. Yeah. Joe Straw says, read the Song of Solomon. That was before Shakespeare and it has romantic love in it. Interesting. I was not aware of that. I will look that up. Someone, can someone put that in the Discord so I can check it? Uh, yes. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Synapsion. Would you consider taking some time, maybe a whole show, to answer questions about Akira the anime? How about a themed question show? That's a great idea, Synapsion. We do need more uh, order. It's very chaotic right now, this whole system. It's a very chaotic situation. It doesn't have as much form as it needs. And I think going forward, having themed shows where we discuss a topic and kind of go in on it would be useful. And I think Akira the anime would be a great one to do that on. So thank you, Synapsion. You're smart and wise. Joe Straw. Thank you for the super chat. Says, thank you for answering my question. Means a lot. You being here means a lot, you bad motherfucker. All of you being here. You guys over in the uh, Instagram who, who I'm not ignoring. <laughs> uh, AVR1592 says, bro, does your merch ship all the way to Russia? Hell yeah, it does. Of course it does. Yeah. Shouts out to Russia. Shouts out to everyone uh, buying merch. I love you guys. Fucking very helpful. It means a great deal to me and my family. It really does. It's an amazing thing. You know, and... uh We've got to, you know, Hercules uh, needs a lot of school books and um, stuff. <laughs> he need, oh my God. I don't know if any of you saw, I posted a video on my Twitter and Instagram yesterday. Hercules is uh, learning at home at this, this week and uh, he's learning something new off YouTube every day as well as uh, Mama Don. She's teaching him a whole lot of shit, but he's all, we're allowing him to like choose things he wants to learn off YouTube and he learned some fucking um, parkour. And he just climbs up the inside of the door frame now with his legs, leg to side to side to side, and then swings off the fucking, off the pull-up bar. Like a little Spider-Man. It's a fucking glorious thing to witness. It truly is a glorious thing to witness. Uh, Hannah, Song of Solomon is in, the, is in the Bible, lol. Is there romantic love in the Bible? Really? Wow. Teresa the Kid, thank you for the super chat. I have turned my brother onto you. He has ADHD and cannot sit and read 12 rules, but he can work and listen to your music. Hey, there you go. How about that? Big up to your brother. You bad motherfucker, you. Uh, I'm glad this stuff is proving useful in your lives. I feel very, uh, very grateful to be useful. Ed Chair says, hey, Akira, meaning. That's right. Meaning is the wave. Meaning is the wave. Akira. He's, he's, he's got clout. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, Puff says, I want to say if I didn't have you in the IDW, I'd probably not have lasted the year. A good map of the world and then the confirmation in art. That's what the good parts of religion are made of. That's right, baby. That's right. Shouts out to you, Puff. Thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be of use. Uh, Shouts out to the eccentric, eccentric naturalist. Thank you for the super chat. What do you think of the idea of Alan Watts' evil doesn't exist slash doesn't matter as opposed to Peterson's evil is real, everything matters? Yeah, well, obviously both are completely true. And it's... 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 Uh, it's it's a perspective, I suppose. It's a perspective. That's why the, um, what was the, 
that Scott Adams track I did where he quoted Norm MacDonald and he was like, you know, most people think life is a battle of good between evil, but uh, it's actually a battle between, of good between good versus good because people doing evil tend to think they're doing good. Uh, this is like this thing I'm always talking of with regards to beware the virtuous because it's the virtuous who do the fucking evil shit because they think that they're good. So they think they've got virtue on their side, so they'll do really evil shit. Therefore, evil does exist. Uh, to, you know, listen to Jocko, and uh, he will read you a story about something definitely evil that occurred. Um, you know, but then zoom out into the cosmos and, and uh, like in Ferris Bueller, you know, when he's looking really, really close into the painting, it's the same as stepping really, really far away from the painting. All right, so if you want to have a meaningful life, that's the thing. Someone sent me a message saying uh, they got really, really into Alan Watts and their life just descended into chaos and horror and they didn't know whether they were coming or going and then, and then they got into Peterson and now they've got a, a disciplined, meaningful life. It depends what you fucking want from your life, man. If you go all the way into, uh, lean all the way into Watts, then you were leaning all the way into chaos. And if you lean all the way into Peterson, you'll go all in the way into the opposite of chaos. Now, two of these, two these, both of these views, they're looking at the same thing, and what they're describing is the exact same thing, and they're describing the truth about the exact same thing from a perspective. So, what you need to do is decide what you want from your life, and then you apply aspects of these philosophies that will help you get what you want from your life, and uh, that's what you do. All these things are tools; they are tools for you to use to achieve whatever it is you wish to achieve with this specific existence that you're underway, that is underway right now. So yeah, it's dope. It's dope, man. It's very dope. Look at this fucking period. Look where we are. Look where we are. Anything we want, we can go and go, we can get the ultimate teacher for it. The ultimate teacher is out there for us right now. You know, whatever it is you want to learn. I want to learn how to make beats. You can fucking find a video of like, probably of the person you like best who makes the best beats, showing you how they do it. You could do that with fucking anything in the world right now. It's very amazing. Very, very amazing. Um, Sammy Bo Selector says, I think the biggest difference is what says no meaning, so just chill. But JBP points out you risk getting swallowed up and consider yourself too important to be swallowed up by others' plans. Yeah, it's like, look, um, Watts was talking about Eastern philosophy, right? He was talking about, and that that's what he was bringing to, to the game. And... Um, yeah, there are aspects, as Eric Weinstein said here last week, there are aspects of Eastern philosophy, um, the caste system and uh, homelessness and stuff. There are things that, that that leads to which are undesirable for us right now. There are also aspects of it that are very useful to bear in mind. It's very useful to bear in mind the, uh, the Watsian side of things if you're getting too fucking stressed out and like you're taking things far too seriously and that's impacting you negatively which i've seen happens to lots of people you know like i say it's always good to employ these things as angels and then you can say all right what would such and such do in this situation and what would such and such do and then you can choose a useful strategy uh i for example one of my homies popped up pops up as an angel for me all the time now when i'm making songs he just says is the kick loud enough I know all my old all my old records. The kick wasn't loud enough. Right now, now I have programmed in my homie Angel, and he always pops up, and I check if the kick is loud enough. You know, I, I you know I've got I've got what's programmed in 
and he pops up. And because um, I'm really taking shit super seriously, I'm trying to be fucking incredibly productive. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to hit every one of my deadlines. I'm trying to, you know, be here for you guys and give you all the music and stuff that I want to give you and um, all that type of thing. And sometimes I'll be fucking driving myself so crazy and so hard uh, that Watts will pop up and he'll be like, yo, motherfucker, you, you're actually running the risk of, uh, of endangering yourself and your health and stuff right now. Chill the fuck out a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And then Jocko will pop up and go, get after it. Anyway. Uh, Ed Chair says, I find Peterson's work on meaning most helpful. The existentialist would be right there with him, realizing that one is, is vulnerable, is so valuable to a meaning existence. Yeah, that's true. But also, you know, like I always say, I explained this to someone in the club yesterday and they freaked out, but uh, meaning is the meaning. And if, uh, if you need motivation, you haven't found the meaning yet. So find what's meaningful to you and then, then you've got your motivation and that's how you have a fucking amazing life and an amazing existence. And I, I, it's to me... It's way more amazing and exciting than the than the drifting along like who gives a shit or merrily, merrily, merrily life is but a dream take on existence, which is a perfectly valid take. You know, you could drift along. La, you know, life will bring what it needs to bring, da-da-da. Very nice. Or you could fucking go at life and you could, you know. Yeah, anyway. Uh, do the deadlines hinder or block the creative process? Jared asks. Or are you just that good that you hit all your deadlines? He's got clout. They help. They help. They really help. I've always said this. They help because they help because uh, I'm naturally a perfectionist and I would just keep tinkering away at a thing until it reached a state of perfection that is unreachable. So the deadlines are great because they force me to just fucking execute and then deliver, execute, deliver, and move on. Execute, deliver, move on. And when you execute, deliver, and move on, you get a bit better every time. And if you keep doing that consistently, then you you stay in a flow state. You enter a flow state, then you stay within it. So it's actually really, really helpful. And like I'm ill right now, right? But I still forced myself to come into the studio yesterday and and I did this uh, Rogan track that's amazing. It wouldn't exist otherwise. My natural inclination was to stay in bed, you know. But uh, I forced myself out. And the track is brilliant. I'm really glad it exists. And uh, yeah, I came down here today to do this live stream and, uh, and do the video for the track. And I'm really glad I did. I'm always really, gl- really glad. I'm always really glad. So, you know, the, the, yeah, deadlines are brilliant. Deadlines are really useful. Uh, two fetus, any more time wave in the future? Yeah. More Terrence McKenna. Yes. Yes. Also, why did you pick Terrence to go with Watts, JBP, Jocko, etc.? cetera? Uh, Terrence McKenna is just one aspect of uh, understanding the puzzle of where we're at in culture right now and how we can get to where we're going. And Terence McKenna was talking about a lot of things that people are just starting to talk about in the culture now. He was talking about them 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, he has a very unique understanding of, of where we're going and how we're going to get there. And that unique understanding is something I'm going to be exploring on more of the music. But uh, yeah, all these characters that I, I use, they're all, to me, invaluable aspects of the perspective we need in order to phase shift into the future and to transcend uh, ourselves. And I'm talking about this with Jordan Greenhall in this interview with Rebel Wisdom today, uh, quite a lot. And, uh, you know, it's this thing that, basically uh, we're, in, we're in a stage right now, we're, we're, uh, we're really early stage of humanity, really, really early. We're in the, we're in the chrysalis stage right now. And, uh, but we're about to hit butterfly season, ladies and gentlemen. So everything I'm doing here is is my is me trying to help us get to butterfly season. 
that's all it is. That's all it is. And all of these characters that who, whose uh, voices I'm utilizing, they are aspects of that which will get us there. And they've all been thinking about it in their own different ways. Jocko's perspective is invaluable. Jocko's is the warrior strength, and we will need the warrior strength. We'll need the discipline. We'll need the determination. We'll need the controlled savagery in order to, to shift into this butterfly state. And uh, yeah, we need Watts's playfulness, and we need Watts's awareness of the dream nature of what we're undertaking, and the awareness of the the, the god nature of what we're doing. We need Peterson's uh, foundational fatherly understanding of uh, of the culture, of the Western culture. We need uh, we need we need McKenna's psychedelic techno view of the technological side of it. All these things we need, brothers and sisters. We need you. We need me. We need all of us. Teresa the Kid, thank you for the pay- thank you for the super chat. Says get well soon. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. Universal Quasar says, Akira, you were awesome. Sam Harris also had a lot of talks related to spirituality. The It Is Always Now segment. Oh, I haven't heard that. You could put him on a sick tune. Yeah, I could. I could. I, uh, I, what did I listen to of his? Uh, I listened to his book about how there is no such thing as free will. And while I kind of understand, I, I under, well, I understand it, but uh, and I, I agree with the fundamental principles that led him to that, I ultimately disagree with the tract. And um, yeah, yeah, this is where me and uh, Scott Adams, Veer, and uh, Naval also, but I understand how, how they got to that conclusion, but I just disagree with the conclusion. Yes. But it's an important thing to consider. It's an important thing to go through. You need to, I think it's an important thing to go through the steps that lead you to the point where you go, well, there can be no such thing as free will. There's a lot of things that lead you there. You have to be aware of uh, uh, how easily influenced humans are, uh, persuasion, uh, subconscious, how the subconscious dictates most of the conscious, uh, the nature of habit loops, all of that sort of stuff. All that shit is really useful to go through. But anyway, yeah, ultimately I disagree. Um, Gabe. How about some dueling hip-hop between Harris and Peterson? Lol. Why the lol? Why the lol? Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to those debates. I haven't listened to them yet. I'm going to be listening to them over the next few days. Yes. Joe Straw says, in the chorus of JBP's drinking song, what is the chant you're repeating in the background? Well, that's the chorus from Akira the Don's drinking song, which was one of my first records, and it was the first music video I ever released. And uh, the lyrics go, it's a drinking song, it's a drinking song. And if you don't like drinking, you can sing along. But if you do like drinking, well, you can't be wrong. Everybody loves a drinking song. Yes, they do. And that's a sweet, sweet fundamental truth. Yeah. Yeah. Artful Snacker says, motivation is like a cup of coffee. It will wear off, but you can find something that inspires you. can change your life. Exactly, exactly. Motivation is bullshit. Motivation is bullshit. You need meaning. Meaning is the motivation. Once you've got the meaning, you never need motivation ever again. Ever again. What up, side piece Instagram? Uh, <laughs> you cuties. I like that you're here. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you. Uh, Beaumont Mike says, the best part of existence is lasagna. Who are you, Garfield? Respectfully disagree. <laughs> uh, 
Yo, Sapepas. What up, bud? You bad motherfuckers. Sapepas helps uh, collate the questions. He helps organize the questions. He puts them in a, in a text file. He sends them to me every week. He's a bad motherfucker, and I appreciate him. Who do you think is reigning in the psychedelic age musically other than yourself? Talk to a friend how Trap and Odd Future were the first indications of this coming age. Yeah, well, actually, they were... The, they were the last, in the seven-year shift, we have these mini seven-year shifts from psychedelic to goth and back again. And then they're smaller pieces of a larger one. And uh, Odd Future was, they were like, yeah, the last psychedelic age, which was like seven years ago, they were that. It was Odd Future and, um, you know, fucking cats on T-shirts and shit of that nature were science and music of that going on. And, uh, you know, they were out there. They were multi-everything. They were white kids, black kids, gays, straights, whatever, hanging out. But they didn't give a fuck about that stuff. They didn't talk about that stuff. They weren't going on about that stuff all the time. They thought they... I remember Tyler once saying, yeah, that shit is gay. And that's where we were as a culture uh at 2010 2010 we were there as a culture and then the fucking idiots came in and smashed it to the ground and bought in their divisive identity bullshit and uh the culture went nihilist it went dark we're coming back again right now indications of the psychedelic age musically you should man just look at a fucking if you live in a in a town where there are posters one of the posters right now is for trippy red's album trippy red's he's called trippy red the fucking album artwork is a bunch of fucking pyramids and snakes and shit that looks like something straight out of uh, a Terrence McKenna poster from 93. Signs are all around you, ladies and gentlemen. Signs are all around you. Uh, mainstream right now is at peak nihilism. The underground is getting trippy as fuck. Trippy as fuck all over the place. Yo, yo. Hey, Ed Chair asks a great question. He says, Akira, tell me something about how the Source Wave radio came about. Well... What happened was last April, I got ill. I rarely get ill. Rarely, rarely, rarely. This is the first time I've been ill since then, I think. I was really ill, man. I had to fucking stay. I was in bed. And um, yeah, I, I decided to make Source Wave Radio. I was listening to some other people's streams. Other people were doing like music streams. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make my own. This is the music I want to listen to when I come in from the club or if I'm ill. That's literally what I did. And also, I, I started hatching the plan for Meaning Wave. Uh, I realized, I, I sort of visualized that. The whole thing, everything I'm doing now, kind of came to me in a fever dream when I was ill last April, May, or whatever it was. And uh, then I made Source Wave Radio. Then I made Be a Plumber that sampled Jordan Peterson. And now here we are. So yeah, that's how that came about. Uh, the more technical aspects of it, it took me fucking months of trying different ways to make it actually work technically. OBS, streams on laptops, via servers, whatever different programs to play the music, stream the music, whatever the fuck. But that's how it happened. I was ill. And um, yeah, so, you know, I'm always thankful whenever I'm ill. Sucks, but like something good always comes of it. Whatever it is, something good always comes of it. Whether it's a perspective or an idea. It's dope. Yeah. Sammy Boselector, are these swings linked to too much order and then too much chaos? As in the music swings as an indication of our methods of coping with the environment we're dealing with. Yeah, I think it is connected to that. Yeah, because obviously the psychedelic kind of links to the chaos uh, creatively. And uh, the nihilism and all that links to kind of orderliness. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, it's also a big part of this whole thing is technology. And uh, yeah, tech, it used to be the... Uh, the place that art has in our in our society is kind of now occupied by technology in a way. My dad tells me about how when he was a kid, and they would he would you know they'd go underage drinking in the pub, 
they would carry a record under their arm, sort of show off and try and pick up girls like, hey, I've got the new David Bowie album. And uh, nowadays, of course, some piece of technology would, would claim that position. Um, Jay Wiley says, Akira, have you collected a series of project templates in Logic Pro X? Or do you start each project from a blank slate? Uh, that's a good technical question. Now, in the way I make music, I use a DAW. That's a digital audio workstation. And in that digital audio workstation, you could create a template. And a template would say, have a drum kit and a bunch of like sound presets or synths or something already there to fight ready so that when you open it, it's all there and ready for you to just start working quickly. And I got a bunch of these. Yeah, I got a bunch of them, but I don't always use them. Sometimes I like to start with a completely blank slate. That way I'll, I'll, I'll pick a different drum sound that I would. You say if I load up a template, it's going to have the same drums, the same synths and shit. So that means I'll be using those same sounds. Yeah. If I have a blank thing, then I'll naturally do something different. So if I want to do something completely different, I'll open up a blank thing. And if I want to do something in a similar vein, I'll load up a template if I want to start quickly. And, you know, you can apply that to everything in life. Templates are very useful things to have. So um, that's ways of finding, of streamlining things in your life so you're not doing the same thing over and over. In the example of the music template, if I'm opening up the project and spending time bringing up a drum kit and bringing up a synth thing that are, I could just have that happen automatically. There's lots of ways you can automate aspects of your life to make yourself more productive and more useful. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm into it, man. I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Uh, Marcus Strickland. Wow, Sammy. Maybe they reflect the culture. It's the most shared and played expression of, of the time. You know, who was it who said politics is downstream from culture? Everything's downstream from culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anime Watcher says, what was the motivation behind naming your child Hercules? And what grooming advice would you give to creative people who was not naturally inclined to looking presentable in the outer world? (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, well, Hercules was, I don't know, he was just called Hercules. He just was. Like, we didn't get it. Charlotte tested to see if it was a boy or a girl. We just knew he was a boy. And we just knew he was called Hercules. At one point, I was like, huh, maybe he's called Zeus. I was like, no, nah, that's me. So, oh, maybe maybe he's called um, Ulysses. I was like, no, it's not Ulysses. It's Hercules. So fucking, he just was. I don't know why. He just, he, he is, he is, he is. He is. Uh, what grooming advice would you give to creative people who are not so naturally inclined to looking presentably out of the world? <laughs> I love that. I would develop a look that's yours. You know, one way of thinking about it is like, uh, you know, a superhero costume is like, you know, think of it like that. Think of how you want the world to, to see you. Because, you know, everywhere you go, it's... Uh, Here's the thing. It's like the world seems to be split into a gr- two groups. People who think that the world is happening to them or people that think they are happening to the world. And if you decide to choose that you are happening to the world, right, then a part of that is how you, how you appear to the world, your visage. And you've got complete control over that. That's one thing you've got complete control over. It's pretty amazing. You can paint yourself what color you wish. You can garb yourself in whatever you wish. So have, you know, think how you would like, 
if you never have, think how you would like the world to receive you. And I would like, I'm like, oh, I never really thought about that, but I did. I was just a bit instinctual with it. And what I realized is from an early age, I wished I wanted to turn myself into a sort of rock star superhero creature. That's what I wanted to be. That's the avatar I wished to be in the world. So that's what I did sort of naturally. But if, you know, yeah, just do that. And then, um, yeah, then there's lots you can do with that. But just, yeah, take, take your physical the physicalness of you seriously because you should because it's the first thing that people see and uh, it's very powerful it's very important it's very powerful and if you wish to be to affect the world rather than the world affect you and i would advise that it's a much much better way of living i think um then yeah that's a big aspect of it uh theresa the kid milo no 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 it was actually andrew breitbart who said politics is downstream from culture. Andrew Breitbart said that. I don't know where he got it from. Everyone gets everything from somewhere. Uh, Teresa the Kid, thank you for the super chat. Says, you are Hermes delivering the message. Well, that's a very nice thing to say. Appreciate you. Captain Virgil says, I'm going to a Jordan B. Peterson meet and greet in a few days, and I don't know what I'm going to say. Any ideas? Well, it depends who you say. Oh, to him? I don't know, man. Say the tr- tell the truth. Or at least don't lie. That's a start. Also say, uh, Don says hi. Oh, yeah, someone asked earlier, right at the beginning, someone said something along the lines of, uh, oh, man, I can't access all the early things that people said. So never mind. But someone said something along the lines of, did Peterson reach out to you after that flurry of posting stuff last week? And yeah, is the answer. The answer is yeah. But, you know, he, he hits me up every now and again. And we, and we, and we commune. We commune. And uh, yes, that's all I'll say about that for the time being, other than because I like you. Something exciting is in the works. Do-da, something exciting is in the works. Something exciting. Well, actually, a bunch of exciting things, a bunch of exciting, exclusive things. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hey, what up, Ian Bear Makes, over on Instagram. I'm just reminding myself to look at Instagram, you cuties. Guys like me who see these guys who are laying out what we already kind of grasped and admire them as successful put-together men. But, yes. Oh, I have a theory about IDW success in that there are two major groups who have been ignored by society. Young guys who've never had a father figure to have the big talks about meaning and guys like me who see these guys who are laying out what we already kind of grasped and we admire them as successful put-together men. Yes, that's two, that's aspects of it very much. There's a whole generation, couple of generations who never had, like, men fucking raise them or help raise them and like being fucking it's fundamental you need a man as much as you need a woman you need a woman you need a woman to raise you and you need a man to raise you if you don't if you miss one of these things you're missing a fucking half of life it's fucking facts it's obvious it's stupid to suggest otherwise it's evil to deliberately practice otherwise when not necessary i.e. if you are deliberately removing a male aspect from the raising of your child, you are abusing that child. If there is a way of you doing that, like if you've got no choice in the matter, if there's no choice, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you do have a choice and you deliberately move the male aspect from the raising of that child, that is fucking child abuse. The same if you do it with a woman. If you remove a female from the raising of a child deliberately when you don't have to, that's child abuse. You're denying that human being a fundamental fucking necessary part and they're never going to be whole. And now we have a whole generation of of broken motherfuckers who aren't whole. But, but 
like I was saying earlier, you can now fucking choose your tutor. So in a way, you can almost choose a father. It's not the whole thing, so it's only in a way. But you can go, okay, there's guys, there's men, there's actual fucking realized men. And I can go on fucking YouTube or whatever and listen to them talk. I can open up my podcast app and fill my head with them talking all day long. Yes, so that is a big part of why it's happening. And also, yeah, there's a lot of people who kind of like naturally felt a certain way about stuff, but had never quite elocuted it, and people are elocuting it for them. And that's a wonderful thing. And uh, yes. Akira. He's got clout. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And uh, yeah, shouts out to my wife. She's watching. Hi, wifey. Oh, did I just switch off Instagram? No, there you go. Sorry, guys. Anyway, yeah. Um, but, 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 but. Have you taken JBP's Big Five personality test? No. But uh, maybe I should do that this week. I think if I do that, I should probably make a video. <laughs> uh, my wife says I'm a four, whatever that is. In um, What is it, wifey? I, I need to read it. Apparently, I'm a four in something. Uh, Gaber820 says, where are you from? What are some of your musical inspirations? Thanks. Well, that's a sweet question. Well, I was born in North Wales which looks like Mordor. And uh, we moved to, uh, no, I wasn't. I'd completely, see, I'm ill. That was completely wrong. I was born in uh, the West Midlands, which looks like uh, Hobbiton. <laughs> and then we moved to Wales when I was two and I was raised in Wales. That's what it is. And then I left home when I was 15 and then I uh, ran around the country and I lived in London for many years and, uh, and now I live in Los Angeles and it's very nice. Uh, some of my musical inspirations, well, uh, Little B, big musical inspiration. Ice Cube, big musical inspiration. Uh, the Morrissey and the Smiths, big musical inspiration. Uh, Daft Punk, big musical inspiration. Adam and the Ants, uh, Sex Pistols. Uh, Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, Stevie Wonder. So many, so many. I could sit here reading off these motherfuckers all day, but those were the ones that popped into my mind right there and then. So that's important. That's important. Right now, I'm very inspired by uh, a lot of people I'm working with. I'm very inspired by Lo-Fi Hokage. I'm very inspired by Mika's music. I'm very inspired by Catalyst. These some wonderful people. I'm very inspired by you guys. I really am. Really am. Really am every day. I look at my Discord. I'm inspired by the conversations I see there. I look at the comment section on the YouTube videos. I'm very inspired by that. I look at the comments on the Instagram. Hey, cuties. Very inspired by that. Uh, musically right now, uh, yeah, we talked about this earlier. I like mumble rap. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Big John Bear. Come on, get it right, man. Know your birthplace for crying out loud. Right. This is the problem with, uh, with streaming when you're ill. Things get jumbled and confused. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Jay Wiley, you're going to peep that new Aphex EP next week. I didn't know there was a new Aphex EP next week. I definitely am. Yeah. Aphex Twin. I love Aphex Twin. He's actually very influential on me. Also, Square Pusher. Also, Deanswood. Yes. Yes. Manster Bear. Shouts out to the Bears. There's a bunch of Bears locked in. As always, big up the Bears. Big up Owen Benjamin, the whole gang. My lineage is from Wales, but I know nothing about it. They came to America six generations ago. Well, uh, the Welsh... What can I say about the Welsh? Well, the North and the South is very different. I was raised in the North, spent a bunch of time in the South. They're uh, a very creative people. The Welsh, very creative. Uh, the terrain is harsh, but beautiful. That always has a lot of influence on the people. It looks like Lord of the Rings. 
They should have shot Lord of the Rings in Wales. I don't know why they went to New Zealand. They could have gone to Wales. It's fucking incredible. Like when you, if you think in your mind of like a panoramic, like drone shot of some amazing fucking mountains, like, and the sky is like a giant fucking bruise. You know, the sort of bruise that looks like it's about to erupt. Like it's such, it's like a fucking pregnant bruise. That's the sky in Wales most of the time. The mountain, they have mountains made of slate. I grew up next to fucking slate mountains. Those things are like, they're, they're like purple. Maybe that's why part of the reason I love purple. They're like the color of this hat, that kind of purple. Wales is an incredible place. It's just a fucking movie of a place. It's like nature is, is omnipresent in Wales in a way that it's not in other places that I've lived. It's like it's punching you in the face every day. The winds are so strong, they'll knock you fucking over. I used to walk to school and like sometimes the wind would literally fucking knock me over. You'd be walking along, leaning into the wind at a fucking like 23 degree angle. She was crazy. Elastic Retreat, can I use your music in my show, Akira? You have a show called Akira, you bad motherfucker. Anyone wants to use my music and stuff, just like credit me. Chuck a credit, chuck a link. Uh, also, if you you know, people have been hitting me up lately asking for music for podcasts. Uh, yeah, I do do commissions. So if you want to hire me to make some music, hit me up and we'll work something out. Yes. Yes. Kailash Nikov, when Goggins wave. Ha ha ha. Yo, Goggins, I, like I said, I don't like to talk about certain things that haven't been announced, but yeah, when Goggins wave. Yo, all I'm saying about Goggins is like, I started work on that a little while ago and uh, I kept having to stop working to do pull-ups. Like that motherfucker is, is like, yo, that motherfucker will have you fucking doing chin-ups and fucking on top of a roof in three seconds. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, okay, just, oh shit, it's time to go. All right, one last question. How did you start creating music? Okay, I'm going to do one more question from the uh, one submitted and then one more from, uh, from the chat room. Uh, yeah. So uh, how did you start creating music and remixing? What's your advice for a young lad looking to get into the sort of thing you do, i.e. equipment, methods to learn, etc.? Well, I realized yesterday, I remembered yesterday, sorry, I used to make mixtapes when I was a little kid and like sell them in school. And uh, give them to girls I was trying to chat up when I was like seven. And I used to do bits on these mixtapes where I'd make my own little mini bits of, of remixes. And I would cassette, I would copy one cassette to another cassette and back again. And then I would pull the tape out and I would chop it up with scissors and stick it back together with sellotape to create loops and shit. So basically, I've been doing this shit as long as I can fucking remember. And the first time we got a computer in the house that had like sampling ability, you could record, I think it was 30 seconds of audio in sound recorder on Windows or some shit like that. And uh, I'd made a tune. I sampled the first bit of drums from uh, Beastie Boys, Sure Shot, and uh, Suede's We Are The Pigs. We are the pigs. So, you know, it was like whatever equipment I had to hand, I, I made music on, I realize now. And uh, I first started doing it, I guess you would say professionally, not like, like properly, using Fruity Loops, on a PC, like a decade ago, maybe longer. And uh, then I was working with Stephen Haig on my second album. He's a brilliant producer. He did uh, True Faith for New Order and uh, stuff. And he, he showed me Logic, and then I moved over to Mac and Logic. But you know what? The, the important thing is, is you can make music on whatever you have right now. If you've got a phone and you don't have a computer, you can make music on your phone. If you don't have a computer or a phone, you can literally make music with a tape recorder and a table. 
you can make music on anything. So the important thing is that you just do it, just do it. And, uh, and, and in whatever way inspires you. So remixes are cool, right? Yeah, remixes is a great thing to do. Take a song and like take it apart and re-put it together the way you would like to hear it. It's really great when you're beginning because you don't know anything. So you make mistakes and the mistakes are, are like are your sound. The mistakes are your sound. That's, uh, that's your individuality. Like I wouldn't watch too many tutorials. Just watch a couple of basic ones that just show you the fundamentals. You know, but uh, just dive in and fucking work out your sound and, and just do, do what makes you joyful. Do what makes you happy. There's those moments when you start to make music and you do something that's cool. Like, I still remember the rush of those early ones. Like, it's, I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it all over my body. Like, my hairs are sticking up. It's such a magical thing when you create something and it's dope. It, you, when you make something that you like, like, it's fucking amazing. And I wish that feeling for everybody. I wish that feeling for everybody at some point in your life, whatever it is, however you choose to, to find a way to create it. But the feeling when you create something that is something that you love, that's fucking sick. Yo. All right, boom, boom, boom. I got to get out of here. I got to get the video, tomorrow's video done. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I fucking appreciate you. Thank you, Instagram, you cutie side piece, you. Thank you for sitting there on the side and being my cutie side piece. Shouts out to everyone who's listening to this on the podcast feed. Um, big up, you guys. Shouts out to everyone in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, join the Discord. We've got a community of bad motherfuckers, of fucking awesome people, just cool people. It's really weird. It's really weird to have that many cool people in one place. And uh, yeah, if you're not on the Patreon, join the Patreon. Uh, the Patreon is dope. You get access to the Patreon-only feed. I'll be, I am. You can see. You can read blogs. You can watch uh, videos of me making stuff. Um, you can vote on upcoming waves. You can get wallpapers. There's all sorts of cool shit. And there's going to be more shit because I'm just starting to realize the potential of the platform for doing shit. Like it's pretty cool. There's loads of stuff I could do there that I wasn't able to do before. So that. So anyway, yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, YouTube hero Alex, out there modding. You bad motherfucker. And uh, yeah, sorry if sorry to everyone whose questions I didn't get to see. Um, leave them in the Discord. I'll answer them next week. Or just come back next week. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I feel terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, I'll be back next week. Here, same time, same bad channel. But uh, yeah, there's content every... every oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Content every day. Every day, baby. That's what we're doing right now. We're going hyper-productive shit every day. Tomorrow, new Rogan. And like then, then fucking just more magic coming up. More magic coming up. Thank you for being here. I've been Akira the Don. Gang.